Hello, everyone, and welcome to Scavengers Hunt, a variety show podcast presented by the Scavengers Network. <laughs> this is Sorry, how. Alex. <laughs> yeah, Alex, <laughs> Alex opens this file to edit it, and he's like, oh, they did what? <laughs> awesome sauce. <laughs> I am Mason. I'm on the show, I don't know, radio. I'm Beth on the network. I'm on um, Apotolesma and Fanonball. I am Daniel, and uh, I am on Apotolesma. Hello. And Wet Hot American. No, you're just the editor for that. Uh, yeah. You're just the editor. Just the editor. Right. Get out of here. What are you even? No. Okay, I'm, bye. No, I won't. I was going to say, what are you even doing here? But then I was like, that's mean. Right, yeah, I would start never. start with a real weird vibe. No, I would never. I love you, Beth. I love you more. Okay, I was afraid that Dan actually left there for a second. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just very good at acting. And by that, I mean just not making noise. Not speaking. That's how you know you're not a real actor, because real actors aren't good at that. (laughs) Theater majors be like. Yeah, exactly. Tracy has curated for us an interesting list of questions, and it's interesting because it's completely invisible. Yeah, the invisible questions. And I think the original idea was for us to use like a random number generator and pick a question at random, but she didn't put numbers. And well, I can't I tell think how we'll many just lines. do them in order. Okay. So we're just going to start. This, so this is our I, full disclosure. I don't think I've ever like interacted or talked to you, Beth, before. You haven't. No. Dan, I have talked to you a few times. You've been on, I don't know, radio yes. and um, made a donation that changed the course of our entire podcast. Which is still bonkers to me. It was so good, though. Well, thank you. Uh, Beth and I have interacted quite a bit on Apotolesma and also on our podcast that's not on the network, The Fourth Journal. Yes. Where we talk the about fourth journal. Gravity Falls. Gravity Falls. Okay, see, I actually, I need to check that out because I had not heard of that and you hadn't told me about it, Dan. Well, I try not to be that person who talks about all of my podcasts. Uh, I'm involved in a lot of podcasts. <laughs> you like to just sort of keep some in, inside the vest. The yeah. uh, the worst part about being friends with all of these people is that whenever this kind of thing comes up, they're like, oh, well, I do this and this and this, and then I edit these and I'm guesting on this. And it's just, it's... It could be the whole thing. The whole thing. Yeah. I know. And I'm just over here like, I do one show and I help on some little things. It's big things. You help on big things. It's big things. things. So we have questions from Tracy, our omnipotent, like, not narrator, our omnipotent, like, um, mother hen, Curator. I guess. Mother goose mother trying moon. to lead us, like, our mother little moon. chicklings to the right direction so we don't die. Is that and from a... Yeah, that, that's pretty good. And from when I yeah. briefly saw what was highlighted, these questions are definitely really going to cut to the quick of who we are as people. So this will be very interesting. <laughs> okay, let's do Agreed. this. Agreed, it's going to be bonkers. Bonkers so the, indeed. the first question on this list, if you were a spider, what would be your favorite way to wear your socks? This is my question, because I saw that briefly when someone was highlighting it. How do you not, how do you wear socks beyond putting them on the ends of your appendages? Well, as a spider, you know, do you wear socks just on your very back? Uh, 
feet or on your very Oh, this is the dog feet? pants conundrum. It I think it's like a dog pants conundrum. Hmm. Exactly. And also there are many different styles of socks to think about because there's knee-high socks, there's the no-show sports socks if you're a really athletic spider. Hmm. I think getting into spider sports would be an entirely different direction to take this. Spider it, sports it would. would be a lot of fun because like most of them would be able to like swing from things. Mm-hmm. So that's something like I would love to see a game of volleyball with people who volleyball, can swing from the ceiling. Hyali would also be real fun to watch. What's that? With spider Hyali. It's basically uh it's kind of like l- lacrosse uh but it's scoops instead of uh sticks with nets on them. Oh. And there's I mean there's some other differences but it's very very similar. Is that a Native American sport? No, that was lacrosse. That's lacrosse? Okay. But Hyali has, uh, like, baskets instead of goals. That would be so be much fun to watch spiders Some play. opportunity for some good uh, spider dunks, not on, like, basketball, but <laughs> with scoops instead. I'm honestly ball. thinking we can kill two birds with one stone in this situation because, you know, everyone in the world has an issue with what to do with nuclear waste and people just kind of bury it and put it places we could really reinvigorate the entire sports world. We collect all of the nuclear waste to one place, just fill that place with spiders, and eventually we can breed mutant athlete spiders, and spider sports can become a reality. And we can, and we can also create Spider-Man. We could. There is a risk of that happening, because I don't feel like Spider-Man would want to play sports. Or would he? It uh, depends on which one. I think they're all really smart, but... I know Peter Parker wasn't. Miles might have done sports. What's the like teenage I can see one? Miles doing sports. The teenage one? That's Miles. That's yeah. Miles. Yeah, I get that kind of vibe. Yeah. If you were an athletic spider, I feel like it would be different. They have a different physiology. I feel like athletic spiders would put socks on every leg. Or is that wrong? No, I definitely agree. I think that they would be wearing as many socks as possible. They want as much grip on the court or the um, right. the soccer field or the track. And to protect those delicate limbs because <laughs> even... Okay, oh, oh, okay, uh, I'm sorry. Please continue, but I've got a really good question. Okay, no, you go for it. Okay, if you're a spider athlete, we've covered your feet, how you protect your feet. They probably have some tiny like knee pads and stuff as well. Do you wear a helmet on your whole body or just your head? Because your whole body is essentially your head. It would be like a bra because they've got like two sections, but like a hardened one, right? I Yeah. I refuse to look up. I refuse to look (laughs) up spider anatomy. I I don't want to put any more effort into this question than I have already done. I thought you were afraid of Googling spider bra. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) I have put it, it into my sports. search engine. Uh, spider bra comes up with a lot of very interesting um, options. Bra for spiders. Uh, that is what I should change it to. There is one that is a bra that looks like a spider in the middle, and its legs are going out on either cup. Oh, these the are all boring. Like these webs. are all bras with spiders on them. Yeah, I, I should have seen that coming a mile away, huh? I think so, yeah. Okay. So what does bra um, for spiders minus Halloween get you? This That's one. I just put it in the chat, in the scavenger's hunt chat. 
<laughs> I don't. There's no context, listener. It's a picture of a spider. It looks like it might be some kind of brown recluse or something like that. And it says, "Take off your bra, and spiders fall out of your boobs, not I'm out of your bra." This. I'm done. Not with off this. of your boobs. Out, out of, of them. <laughs> This Just person has plumb a biz- out of them. bizarre idea of what bras do, apparently. <laughs> they contain um, your essence. I they, think- they contain the uh, arachnids in your spider sacks. Oh, that's what That's what boobs are, Y'all, right? this is like Just for real. Of- One of my worst fears comes from, and this is actually semi-topical because I know this movie came out like a couple months ago, but did y'all, when you were kids, did you ever read Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? Oh, God, Oh, yeah. hell yeah. That story with the woman who has like a pimple or an itchy spot on her face. And it ends up mm-hmm. just being a spider, like a spider leg laid eggs in her cheek. That has like legitimately for real been one of my greatest fears for, Oh, hmm, about 25 years now. It has joined my <laughs> list of greatest fears for the past 25 seconds. And I'm sure it's going to stick with me for a few decades because that's You're welcome. Not Thanks. Thank you, Beth. Let's There's do an a illustration question. in the book. <laughs> the illustration is horrifying. Uh, uh, I mean, in the same way that really all of the illustrations in that book are horrifying. I don't remember that one, and I don't want to remember that one. <laughs> I, I think just to put a nail in the spider sock question, I think it, I would wear them on the back three, and then the front two would just be extra hands because I know they got fangs. Yeah. Me high mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I would wear like knee high socks. Uh, no, you Dan, they'd probably be pretty snazzy looking too. I I would like to have some I, snazzy socks I if Dan, I'm a spider. I got Dan some knee high socks. I wore them today. <gasps> you did? I did. Oh. I fucking love those socks. What do they look like? They're the pansexual flag colors. Oh hell yeah! So. It's great. Oh, I got myself a bisexual pair, and I don't know where they are right now. I don't think I own a pair of knee-high socks. The closest thing I own is socks that go up through the calf, but they have slippers on the bottom of them. But on the, <laughs> they're like the best thing. But I bet they're cozy. Are they cozy? They are cozy. I actually have kilt socks, too. I forgot about that. Those are kind oh, of knee-high. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I had a thought about the spider sock thing again, and I just it just escaped me. Oh, you could wear socks that make you look like a different kind of spider. That is great. How? That's I like that. Because you, you can't wear socks that make you look like a different person, but spiders, like a lot of the identification is in the banding on the legs. So if you that's had different true. banding, you could be all stealth mode. Of course, stealth you then have socks. to get... You have to get like a spider body brassiere that is painted to match. Would that be disrespectful in spider culture? And then we're back to spiders falling out of your I think it might be spider boobs. cultural appropriation, yes. Yeah. Do you think spiders see Steve uh, Peter Parker as like a Rachel Dolezal? Oh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, me too. I don't know who either of those people are, but I thought you were about to Peter- say Steve Harvey, and I was going to be very confused. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Peter Parker. Do you think they see him as like, Rachel Dolezal is famous for like, uh, she pretended to be black for a really long time, but she's white. Oh. That woman. Ooh, she didn't pretend to be a completely different phylum. That's true. She wasn't out here trying to be a deer. Yeah. Hello and welcome to FMK All Day. I'm Erin. And I'm Elizabeth. And on this show, we play no holds barred f*** Mary Kill. <laughs> yes, it's true. Only we don't bleep out the bad words. No regrets. 
Each episode is under 15 minutes, and you can find us on the Scavengers Network and wherever you like to get your podcasts. I think we've put a pretty good cap <laughs> on the spider sock question. <laughs> yeah, I think it's time to move on. <laughs> and it's fitting you said time because the second question states that 2.30 is established as a dentist's favorite time. What's mm. your favorite time? Depends on the day. Depends on the day? Yeah, because if it's the weekend, it's probably like one. In the if afternoon or the morning? In the afternoon. Oh, your girl doesn't stay up past 11. Oh, boy. I'm so old. Is it because one is a comfortable time? I don't know. Like, you're probably awake, you know, unless you, like, just went so hard the night before. And Fair point. <laughs> you're probably awake and, like, you're just, like, chilling. You're just, like, lounging around and, you know, you probably just ate lunch or are thinking about eating lunch. And I don't know. That's It's just a nice time. It's, like, in the middle of the day. You've still got time to make plans. I like it. It's interesting because my favorite time is for the exact opposite reason, and it's because it's a time that is never quite great. And it is, that is four. It doesn't matter if it's a.m. or p.m. Because 4 a.m. sucks if you stayed up until 4 then. 4 a.m. sucks. Like, yeah. yeah. If 4 a.m. is the four worst. Sucks, waking up for 4 sucks, staying up till 4 sucks, and 4 in the afternoon can suck because it's like you're watching the clock for the end of the workday. Exactly. And so that is my favorite time. Uh, maybe for y'all, but uh, your friend gets off at four. So four Look o'clock is a great time for me. Ah, but I, 4 a.m. Uh, isn't, I take yeah. it. 4 a.m. Is, is the pits. No, four uh, sucks either way for me. I agree. Fair. I can understand that and, and respect that. I am into 8 a.m. <laughs> There's like something funny about the way you fr- I'm really into 8 a.m. lately. <laughs> yeah. I've been really getting into 8 a.m. Uh, I really want to like make an EDM joke, but I can't quite find 8 that. 8 a.m. 8 a.m. Somebody call James Anderson. Get him on the phone. He could do it. Yep. James will do it. <laughs> but no, I, I like 8 a.m. I'm a morning person. So like on the weekends, I'll be up before 8. I'll have probably – had a cup of coffee and gotten some stuff done around the uh, around the house and getting ready to like plan out the rest of my day but I've already gotten a little bit of stuff done so I've been productive and uh it's just a great like uh, just a, a great feeling especially now as we're getting into the cooler weather uh like I like to have a second cup of coffee on my back porch uh just sitting kind of out in the cold oh, and you have catching a porch? up on That's so nice. I have so I'm in an apartment, but I have two different porches. There's one off the living room, and I'm in the master bedroom, and there's one just an isolated one off the master bedroom. Yo, that is excellent. That is fantastic. Yes. That is Big lush. Fancy. Right? I love that. The rest of the apartment's not great, but I love that aspect of it. <laughs> I was just going to say I envy morning people because the idea, the picture that you just painted for me, Dan, just sounds like heaven. But whenever I wake up, even if it's as late, as 8 a.m., I'm just a dreadful mess and my brain is fog and I can't do anything. So I, I love the concept of being a morning person, yet I find it impossible. I just watched a TED Talk uh, by a sleep scientist. Um, and what you were saying, Dan, is so interesting because it like directly feeds into what he said is like the marker of like how to prevent like brain degeneration and like physical maladies is to keep a consistent sleep schedule. Well, it was nice knowing both of you. <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I am toast. Yeah, I know. I, I've only recently in the last, like, I would say six months or so kind of rain, gotten a hold on my sleep schedule. 
Um, How I, did you do it? I, you know what it is? I'm married to someone who goes to bed really early. Ah. He goes to bed. He's usually out by 10. He wakes up at 5. And, and so you've kind of accommodated <laughs> that with your schedule. Well, yeah, because like he because if I don't, he's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know, how that's how you make a marriage work. <laughs> he's like, he's like, come to bed. And I'm like, I don't want to. I want to stay up and play Fire Emblem. And he's like, no, I'm tired. Come to bed. And I'm like, OK, I'll come to bed. And slowly through, you know, through sheer will he force of will he has implemented his sleep schedule onto mine except for you know shift a couple of hours but uh, th that's funny my, me and my partner have developed a system of communicating around bedtime in which one of us will be lying in bed and we'll just scream lonely <laughs> lonely until the other one addresses the situation <laughs> it's like an alarm system yeah it was just we've we, the we darkness is creeping in. <laughs> right. Bored, <laughs> lonely, <laughs> communicating our emotions, just very open. Mm -hmm. That is honestly goals. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be like, insecure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Need love. <laughs> no, I'll be like working downstairs, editing something, and then I'll just hear my partner from upstairs through the floor. Lonely. <laughs> yeah i uh mine in the morning because he's always up because i get up at seven and i'm yeah like i'm i'm just a nightmare to deal with and so i'll be like my babe <laughs> actually you probably thought i was calling for him just now um it's funny how there's always that ascending pitch to those kind yeah, of things yeah i like it's always either yelling especially when we didn't live in this apartment um we we lived in really small apartments and so I would scream and he would be like he would be in the kitchen two feet away and be like, I'm coming. <laughs> coming. So, uh, that's yeah, not something apparently we tend according to, to that scientist, uh, according to that scientist, it's like that's like the number one like I mean like there's other things you have to do. Obviously, like eight hours is like the ideal. Um, but a way to like combat like uh, sorry, I was demonstrating how I would call for you in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I love you. Oh. Don't, <laughs> Alex, leave that in. Leave that in, Alex. That's please. You have oh. to. <laughs> That's um. funny. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot what oh that was Oh my gosh. Uh, but yeah, he uh, he was saying, like, it was just such an interesting, um, interesting uh, TED Talk. I, I can't remember what that dude's name is, um, but it was, it was so interesting. So I think, I think you're on the right track, Dan, to a long and healthy life. Well, shit. According to one person. <laughs> let me, let me, let me go just totally bunk up my schedule. Oh. <laughs> uh. Dark oh man! Jokes. Move on to the next question. Move on to the next question. Let's do it. Wow! The next yes. question is: <laughs> How did you get into podcasting? Uh, so I, for a while, was uh, working at a brewery and was about to uh, move two and a half hours away from my hometown. 
to go work at that brewery full time. Uh, I was their head brewer and was just going out there on weekends and that was too much and we were wanting to go full time with it. So uh, I was going to move out to uh, to a place, like I said, two and a half hours away uh, and was not super excited about that. Uh, I mean, I was, but I, I've always lived uh, where I live with all of my friends and family. I mean, not all of my friends and family because, uh, hi guys, y'all are my friends and family, but, uh, my in-person friends, you know what I mean? I can't (laughs) word very well, but I think you guys are picking up what I'm putting down. Uh, so I was kind of sad about that and I wanted to have a way of keeping in contact with them. So, uh, I bought, uh, like a podcasting set and was like, okay, well, I'll just do this. This will be a fun kind of thing to do and i love trivia and game shows so i made a trivia game show podcast and then i really bungled the fourth episode audio and got super depressed about it uh and stopped that podcast uh the job for uh, the job that would have taken me away also fell through which did not help with the depression piece of it So I started doing podcasting there and learned a lot about editing and kind of basic podcast management and then just kind of snowballed from there. And now you do 40 of them. Now I do 40 of them. No, then I moved from that. uh, I kind of hung up the podcasting stuff for a little bit, uh, started seeing someone and uh, we decided to make a movie podcast because there just aren't enough podcasts where people talk about movies. Agree. So we made that and that went on um, until we uh, broke up and we broke up. And uh, by then I'd started another podcast that was a lot better. So yeah, <laughs> that's how I got into like that kind of that movie podcast introduced me to all of y'all and like it, it kind of picked up from there. So that's how I got into podcasting and it became such a huge and integral part of my life. I it's crazy it. how it does that. It spirals until it grabs every moment of time, <laughs> but it's great. No, I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just funny how it snowballs. Yeah, it really yeah. does. I never expected there to be such like a wide world of podcasting. Right. When I first started, when I was, like yeah, when podcasting first started, I didn't understand what they were, and I thought I had to pay for them. Uh, and was everyone was like, "You should listen to this podcast." I'm like, "I'm broke. I don't wanna." Oh no! Oh, no. And then my friend introduced me to Welcome to Night Vale and told me, "Hey, you're being dumb. You don't need to pay for these." I was gonna say the bougie uh, elite who listen to cereal over here, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then I listened to that and a, a brewing podcast and. Uh, I listen to probably three times as many podcasts as I work on. And as we uh, discussed already, that's I work on 40. So I listen right. to 120 <laughs> podcasts and I love all of them. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's it's funny what people's conceptions of podcasts are before they're involved with them. Like I thought that they all had to be scripted or produced like NPR. And it wasn't until I heard My Brother, My Brother and Me, where there was an, a podcast with people just doing off-the-cuff improv and actually being really good, I didn't even have a conception that that was a thing you could do for some reason. Yeah. Like, if you didn't realize that your left hand was functional, like, if you just for some reason grew up and no one ever said, try using your left hand, and then suddenly you were like, wait a sec, I can fucking move this thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but... And then that introduced me to a whole world of other podcasts. I thought it was just like... I started with Cabin Pressure. Uh, I don't know if either of you have listened to that. I haven't listened I to haven't. it. No. 
Oh, it's uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and uh, some really good deep voice guy. And it's written by a really funny guy. And I can't remember their names, but it's an amazing podcast. It has as many uh, episodes as there are letters in the alphabet because each one is a different destination. It's about an airline that they run with one airplane that a rich old lady owns. And it's utterly hilarious. <laughs> and um, that made me want to start a podcast like that that was scripted. And so originally, I don't know, radio was going to be this whole scripted radio play thing. And I have a bunch of thrown away scripts and then bim bam told me it could be improvised. And so here we are just spitting garbage and then we cut it up and turn it into an episode. And that's how I got into <laughs> podcasting. I love it. <laughs> Beth. I was a really big fan of podcasts since like 2000, I want to say 12, 2013. Um, I think my first one was the Roos either the Rooster Teeth podcast or Welcome to Night Vale. And I kind of fell off on listening because it's just like, especially especially around that time, there weren't if you weren't like super into podcasts, it was kind of hard to find them without someone shaking you and saying, listen to this podcast. <laughs> so I didn't I kind of fell off the listening. And then um and then I moved to New York um, and I didn't know anyone. And I was on the subway for an hour and a half both ways every day. And I um, started watching Gilmore Girls. And, on the subway? Uh, no, uh, that was just another part of my life. I started oh, watching I Gilmore Girls. Like, yeah, you passed the ride. No, um, but then I started listening to Gilmore Guys. Oh, uh, I would wa I would watch an episode, then listen to the Gilmore Guys episode about that episode, and that's how I watched Gilmore Girls. And the format of that show, which if you're not familiar, Kem Kevin T. Porter um, and Demi Dujuibe watched Gilmore Girls. Demi had never seen it. It was like one of Kevin's favorite shows, and he was like super into it as a kid. Um, that kind of inspired me when I um. Uh, when I was in New York, I, one of my best friends lives in, um, or lived in the time in Texas. I was in New York. We'd always been long distance cause I met her online, but, um, I wanted to be able to talk to her more. And so I thought, Oh, Buffy is my favorite show of all time and she's never seen it. So why don't we go episode by episode, watch Buffy, talk about it. I'll come at it with a perspective of it's literally my favorite show. I know a lot about it. And she literally probably has just watched it the second we hit record, essentially. Um, so I started a podcast with her and that ran until this year, actually. Um, and that was kind of what opened me. So I was doing that. I didn't know anyone in the community. I really we were doing it for us. We did not care about who listened. Really, we just put it out there and didn't listen to the reception. <laughs> um, but then in Facebook, Facebook suggests like based on groups you're in, it suggests groups you should join. Right. And uh, I don't know how it realized this because I wasn't in any of the my brother my brother and me Facebook groups I think I might have been in the who weekly Facebook group who weekly is another podcast I really love but it suggested Mabim Bambino podcasters in my sidebar and I was and I kind of like I was like I do one podcast and I don't really care about it I just kind of do it for fun so I'm not going to join this and I put it off and I put it off and it just kept recommending it to me and I was, eventually I was like, fine, I'll join it. And then that's how I met 
y'all and all these other really cool people who consistently put out like really interesting, diverse shows. And it inspired me to make more. Um, and that's like, oh gosh, what was the first one I did after the, I think I started the fourth journal, like right after I joined the group. And then I've done, you know, just kind of through meeting everybody in that group, I've done a bunch of other stuff and, and I just don't see myself stopping ever. (laughs) It is funny how explosively kind and inspiring that group can be. Yeah, it really is. Especially after our, um, we went to PodCon. That was just like the most insane. Like I came back from that being like, yes, this, this <laughs> is the best thing. It was just so cool. I've never felt more like to jacked for podcasting. <laughs> so that was, uh, that's my podcasting journey. That's excellent. We're basically out of time, uh, so we should just do this last question with a single answer without thinking about it. Everyone just say what it is, and we don't even question it, and then we'll do the outro. Okay. If you were a state of the United States, come to life as some sort of weird, gigantic cryptid, which state would you want to be and why? Michigan. Wyoming. Florida. Great. I'm super curious as to what your reasons are, but we can just let people speculate on that, I guess. <laughs> I like that idea. Don't forget to follow the network at Scavengers Net basically everywhere, right? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Uh, thank you, Alex, for editing this kind of mess, I think, that might be to edit. Yeah. God bless you. Thank you, for Tra- thank you Tracy, for curating our conversation and being thank a very Tracy good Thank Tracy for sport. Tracy. Thank Tracy for Tracy, and Tracy is Tracy. And thank you, Beth and Dan, for doing this. It's been fun. Thank you. Thank you. Everyone. Thank you to everyone who listens uh, to any Scavengers Network show. Uh, Y'all are the best. Wait, what are our socials? Uh, At the Scavengers Network on Twitter. No, (laughs) yours. Oh, my socials. I am at... Uh, uh, I'm at I Don't Know Radio on Twitter and at I Don't Know Radio on Facebook. I don't really have personal socials except for my Facebook. I'm very jealous of you. You can find me at Dantendo64 on Twitter uh, or on TikTok if you want to see me make a lot of they really make good dumb TikToks, videos. Folks. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, I just, oh, I found something in my sock. What is that? It's a note. It says, follow Dan on TikTok. It's really fucking worth it. <laughs> what are the odds? They're really what funny. Are the, what are the odds? Um, I'm at Beth Eleanor on Twitter. That's B-E-T-H-E-L-E-O-A-R. And nope. Let's try that again. Did you spell your own name wrong, Beth? <laughs> I did. It's B-E-T-H-E-L-E-A-N-O-R-R. Um, and then on Instagram, I'm Beth-stagram. So that's B-E-F-F-stagram. And follow me around town. Oh, and patreon.com slash the scavengers network. Yes. Oh, we should do our own yep. slug line. You guys know the words to it, right? We should do it. That'll be fun. Okay. Which one are we going to do? Which one is which? Uh, I'll do the first one. No, I'll Dan, do the second. Okay. And then Beth does oh. the third. And then we'll all do the last okay. one. Or we could alternate words. No, oh, we will not. <laughs> we're going to do it. We're going to do it. The scavengers. scavengers. <laughs> Shit. Let's try this that again. This is a bad idea. Mason, Dan, Beth. We'll do that in that order. The scavengers network creator driven community focused treasured content 
Sorry, Alex. Thanks. Bye. 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 <laughs>